Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and anything else we can think of. Now, as always, I am Nick. Sadly, no uh, dapper this week. She's uh, a bit snowed under with work. But I have got someone else with me. I've got a returning guest and fantastic YouTuber, Satashington. Hello. Yes. Who who does have a cold if people think he sounds funny. Uh, yes. Well, that's going to sound nice on the recording. <laughs> just giving you, just uh, giving you quality stuff, man. Mm, I'm tempted to boost that up. Oh, God. Uh, so how have you been, uh, sort of, in general? Um, I've been all right. Uh, been a bit bogged down by work recently. I yeah. have been playing a bit of War for the Overworld. Okay. Um, haven't really been playing much the past week or so, but War for the Overworld, it's, yeah, it's really great. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the game Dungeon Keeper uh, and Dungeon Keeper 2. I've heard of it, but I'm not overly familiar with it. Okay, so the concept is that it's essentially... It's, uh, it's a god game kind of combined with a strategy game almost combined with uh, some kind of management game. So the, okay, yeah. yeah. So the idea is, uh, instead of going into a dungeon as a hero uh, and clearing it out, you know, killing the monsters, you own the dungeon. You're the evil overlord who controls the dungeon. Oh, uh, okay. And you have to, like, attract monsters. You have to provide for them and defend your dungeon against heroes who will come and try and <laughs> kill you. Yeah. So uh, it was it was quite successful actually. It was uh, made by a British developer called Bullfrog. I don't know if you know. What oh happened. yeah, no, they sound vaguely familiar. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know what happened uh, to Bullfrog. Uh, no, do do tell. Uh, well, that opens Wikipedia tab. Um, they <laughs> classic. Basically, went the way of like Westwood and other small. Well, not small, uh, but other developers of that time around the 90s they started to lose money they sold out to EA and EA basically just crumpled them up and tossed them in a corner oh, a bit like Rare with Microsoft yeah <laughs> except they yeah except Bullfrog doesn't even exist anymore oh god ouch that's yeah they, they didn't even right. they didn't even drag them back to make a crappy sequel like uh, what was it that new uh, Banjo Kazooie. Oh, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Yeah, yes. Although the um the spiritual successor for Banjo Kazooie Ukulele, made by that new company of ex Rare employees on Kickstarter, looks good. Oh, cool. Because I mean, yeah, I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, they formed a new. It's loads of ex Rare employees. They formed a new company called Platonics. Oh, I see. That happens quite a lot, I think. Because yes, I think it does. I mean, West, well, I... Westwood. Similar thing happened to Westwood, and um, yeah. They made the, the Command and Conquer games. They okay. uh, formed a new company, you know, again from ex employees who had been kicked out when they shut down what was left of Westwood. And they made what is basically another Command and Conquer game, except it's set in space and it's called Grey Goo. Fair enough. I forget what the company's name is, but yeah. apparently Grey Goo's alright. It's pretty good. Yeah. To be honest, every time you're saying Westwood, it's making me think of the uh, DJ and TV presenter Tim Westwood. So it's I'm just picturing that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he'd be brilliant in uh, games design. No, probably not. No. <laughs> well, it could happen. Who knows? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, stranger things. Yeah, stranger things have happened. Um, I have been up to quite a lot this week. Although I should stress, even though it won't sound like it, I have actually been doing work and being a responsible adult. I've just I'm good at managing my time. So I had a bit of I had a bit of a arduous week because uh, on Tuesday Rise of the Tomb Raider finally came out for PS4. I was super excited. I'd pre-ordered it. I'd, I w- I'd like set myself time that I could play it, and then it didn't arrive, and it didn't arrive, and it didn't arrive, and it didn't arrive. I got in touch with Amazon. They were really nice. They gave me loads of free stuff, and you'll never guess what actually happened. It got lost in my university's internal post system. Oh God. So it was only when I like said to them, can you really just double check? Because I'm pretty sure I should have like five parcels. They looked. So then I had to send this really apologetic email because they would sent they were going to send me a replacement for free. Oh, my God. And then I had, thankfully they were nice about it. And I had to send them an email being like, look, I'm really sorry. Oh this God. wasn't an attempt to get free stuff out of you. But uh, I'm sorry. Like I had the original one all along, but they were really nice about it. 
But yeah, so I haven't had um, I haven't had as much of a chance to play the game as I would have liked. I literally had dinner late last night and stuck it in my PS4 and played it. From what I've played, I'm it. I'm I'm happy at the moment. I think it's it's built on the first game. Yeah. But it's added like it's built on the first game. They've added stuff on top of it, but they haven't forgotten what made the first game good. Uh-huh. They haven't gone right. We're just going to reinvent the whole thing, and um. It looks very impressive as well because obviously they remade the original for PS4 uh, and sort of next gen, whereas this one was sort of built from the ground up, and you can really tell it's some of the stuff looks like the, all the character design is incredible. Hmm. So I'm I'm very I'm very happy with it, and I'm hoping to play more. Um, I played a little bit more No Man's Sky, but that's not really important. That was just more because I was waiting for Tomb Raider. I thought I should update people. I'm still playing the mobile game Infinity Loop. I'm now on level 2101. I refuse to admit I have a problem. It's a great game. It's fine. Uh, a bit more Peggle Blast on mobile as well. I discovered a new mobile game called Frisbee Forever 2. It's a weird game where you like fly a frisbee through, through some rings. It's better than it sounds... Uh, I also, uh, Rocket League finally arrived. I think I mentioned that I was going to get it on the show a couple of weeks ago. I'm loving, like, even on single player against computers, that game is just so fun. Like, it's just, uh, I I love it. Um, Although slightly weird, my PlayStation Store is misbehaving. Um, It just won't work on my PS4 at the moment. So if anyone else is having problems um, with accessing the PlayStation Store, please let me know. I'd like to know if I'm the only person having these problems. Um, and lastly, I just want to say, um, anyone who has been listening to the most recent One Track Gamers will know that uh, Mike of the Video Games Generation Pod- Generations podcast sent an email into them saying that he had found uh, voice actor equivalents, people in games whose voices sounded very close to mine and also Dapper's. And um, I will say the one he's got for me is incredible. It actually sounds a great deal like me. It's um, it's the narrator from a game I've not heard of. I'll be brutally honest. Called, it is called as he frantically googles and puts the link in to into Google. It's called Numa Breath of Life. Uh, I'll include a link to a bit of video that shows the narrator speaking. And yes, he sounds scarily like me. So well done, Mike. You managed to actually nail my voice and my sort of intonations. So that's very cool. Yeah, that's basically everything I've been up to when it comes to games. Again, I stress I was actually doing some work this week. Uh, but, but, uh, anything you want to add, uh, Tashington? So this um, Tomb Raider Two, this is the sequel to the reboot, then. Yes, yes, the one that's been out on Xbox for ages, but has only just come out on PS4. So it's called just Tomb Raider Two. No, it's called Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I think is frankly dumb. I think they should have called the first one Rise of the Tomb Raider, then the second one Tomb Raider. Yeah, because, I mean, if you start, if you you reboot and you call it just the same name as the original, and then you call the next one the same name 2, then you've kind of got almost um, duplicates of the originals, and you're saying, oh, which one is it? You know, Tomb Raider 2 2015 or Tomb Raider 2... Whenever original Tomb Raider yeah. two came out, yeah. So yeah, I think that's why they've differentiated it and gone gone for calling it Rise of the Tomb Raider to yeah stop that problem of just mm. the simple thing. If if it was if it was just called Tomb Raider two, if you stuck it into Google, you'd have to put Tomb Raider two like twenty fifteen, which is pretty dumb. Yeah. But um, I w- I will say if you do get it on PS four, it's obviously the whole big twentieth anniversary one. So it um it comes with uh, lots of DLC it comes with PSVR support for one of the uh, extra missions it's also got a really cool art book in the case it's full of just concept art and like fan art and some of it's properly cool like I would love to have like full size posters of some of the art that's in there and there's one uh, in particular really cool picture that's all sort of the different Lara Croft character models hanging out in a bar (laughs) and it's just it just looks quite cool. cool it's that for for fans of the series, it's 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 just it's it's cool to have, and yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Um, we will move into news this week. Um, I've there's a bit more uh, technology news uh, rather than gaming news, just because there's a lot of stuff going on, and I always say this this show is about technology as well, so I like to prove that once in a while. Uh, but first off, uh, there's been a new trailer for uh, Star Wars Rogue One. It's made everyone very excited. You actually, see Darth Vader in it properly, which is nice. Proving kind of what we already knew, but it looks 
I'm more excited for that film than I was. <laughs> I will probably go and see it at some point. Tashington, do you have any particular Star Wars um, uh, leanings? Well, I haven't seen the trailers uh, for Rogue One yet, but I have got some tech stuff. Cool. So I saw this in my Facebook feed a few days ago, and I cannot find, I cannot find it online. But I know it exists. I don't know if it's an actual product yet or if it's just a prototype, but someone has come up with a portable printer. How port three D paper paper? Basically, it looks like a little box that you carry with you. Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah, and you just stick it on the page, and it kind of tracks the page yeah. and sort of moves down it like a little robot. Mm. It's weird. You see a lot of things like that on Facebook, and like they seem to all be legit companies, yeah, but like yeah. you can never you never hear about it anywhere else. No, you don't. And like I can never work out if it's real or not. Mm. Strange. Yeah, but yeah, I, like, yeah, I've seen a few things on on Facebook that seem like good ideas, but I never want to follow through the links because I'm like, where is this actually going? <laughs> yeah. Um, in a, in what is both what is an interesting bit of news, but also ludicrously stupid news, uh, Microsoft's weird VR headset holographic thing called Hol- Hololens is uh, now going to be available in the UK. Oh. However, it's it's not it's not a, it's not for consumers. It's going to developers. And uh, just sort of companies, and um, I'm quite. I'm not, even if it was going to consumers, I doubt many would buy one because its price is just over twenty seven hundred pounds. That is two thousand seven hundred pounds. Wow! For a headset, I know. What does it? Do? I, what does it do? I I know. Ne- I've never quite understood. I think it can like. Yeah, I I honestly don't know. Like, because they do, they showed it off a bit, and it's something to do with like being able to project holograms, but it's also VR. Oh, if so anyone... it's oh yeah, so it's like a kind of a, a VR visor, I'm guessing. Yeah, and it allows it's... you to see like three holograms. That's quite cool, actually. Yeah, I can see yeah. how useful for, especially engineering. Yeah, actually, mm. it's yeah, it's cool. But I think like it's going to be a good few years before it's properly viable and people actually use it and work out what it's going to be for. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean like. Google Glass. People were saying, "Oh, Google Glass, that'll be the new thing." You know, that'll be yeah. everyone's going to wear them. Nobody wears no. Google Glass. No one does. No one. Yeah. Because it looks stupid. We're talking of stupid smart glasses. Have you seen those glasses that Snapchat have made? No. Oh god. They've literally made a pair of glasses that had a video camera in, and they're stu- and they're plastic, and they're stupidly bright colours, and they're like a hundred and thirty dollars. And no one has realised that one of the main reasons Google Glass failed is people didn't like the idea that people could be recording them and taking pictures of them. Exactly. Which is exactly what those Snapchat glasses will do. Exactly. I mean, it's like... What it's essentially, what it's essentially doing is it's making everyone... Without getting into like big theories or anything, it's potentially making anybody a spy, is what it's doing. Yes. Because, yes. I mean, Basically. it's a lot... E- like, if you wanted to gather you know, information or intelligence on an area... It wouldn't be that difficult. Even if you got caught, you could just be like, oh, these are my Snapchat glasses, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm just taking pictures of the White yeah, House. It's ex- yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, in, in situations in situations like that, where, where do you draw a line? Is there going to have to be places with signs going up? Exactly. Being like, no glasses. Like, it's funny, like, we saw that thing with Pokemon Go, like, when people were trying to play Pokemon Go in, like, the Holocaust Memorial, because people are idiots. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. Oh, just... um, speaking of that, Apparently, there's now signs up at St Pancras Station saying, "Do not go looking for Pokemon on the travelators." Funny enough, I people are idiots. <laughs> I saw almost someone I follow on Twitter taking a picture of like King's Cross, and it was like on one of the screens that sort of circled those announcements. Mm-hmm. One of them was like it said something like, "Oh, King's Cross is a great place to play Pokemon Go." Mm-hmm. Like it was actively encouraging it, and like <laughs> it's like hmm, train stations. Trains and people looking at their phones. That's always going to end well. As if King's Cross isn't crowded already. Now you're going to get all the Pokemon yeah. hunters pouring in. Yep. It's just going to end badly. I mean, like... Okay, I will admit to playing Pokemon Go a fair bit myself. Even though it's starting to die yep. down a little bit. But that's on a university campus. Where oh. no one really cares. And it's not like it's a, a place where... You're not going to get a lot of people moving around in a hurry. There's plenty of space. The campus yeah. University. Yeah. But I mean I, I wouldn't do it in like King's Cross Station or No, it's dumb. A place where people have you know, there's a lot of people there, it's crowded and they've all got somewhere important to be. Yeah. 
and I could potentially it's... fall on the train track if I'm really senseless. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, we're basically saying follow the in, things that it says in game and just be aware of your surroundings. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, I mean, it li- um, the game literally says don't don't play the game in dangerous areas. Yeah. <laughs> Although didn't it not say that originally, and they put that in an update because people started yes being stupid. Yes, they did. <laughs> It's like in that mm. Pokemon Go video I made, but <laughs> yeah. examples of that. Yeah. Yes. Um, this next uh, story is one of the, sort of the biggest technology stories of the last couple of weeks. That having the worst luck ever, Samsung has now officially stopped production of their Note Seven. Oh, yeah. They are forcing everyone to uh, return them. They reckon it will cost uh, the company about th- at least like three billion dollars. Oh my god. So, for anyone that doesn't know, I'll give you a bit of a whistle-stop tour of the basic, of what happened. So, basically, the phone came out, and then there were a few... Um, there were cases of the phones exploding uh, due, to, due to battery faults. It was a few cases, but Samsung took the quite interesting step. They said, right, uh, we're going to recall all the phones. We can work out what the fault is. So, they recalled all the phones, um, and then anyone that didn't, they were like, don't charge the phone all the way to keep the battery all right. And then, and then they slowly started giving people replacement phones. And everyone thought, right, that's fine. Until some of the replacements started exploding. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah, and there's loads of videos going around of, of they're now sending out special boxes with fireproof gloves in them. Oh and, like, it's a special ceramic box to return the phone in because it's that dangerous and it could explode that easily. Jesus so, yeah, Christ. they don't know what the problem is. It's lost them a huge amount of money and reputation. So, yeah, and it's just... It's a huge problem, and it is making me slight, slightly terrified. I don't own a Samsung phone, but my phone does get slightly warm once in a while, and I think, oh, God, am I just carrying, basically, an explosive? Yeah, it's like, I mean, the you know, phone gets warm, well, when you're playing Pokemon Go, um, but, you know, yeah. if you're doing something that's CPU-intensive, yeah, the phone gets warm, and you think to yourself, this is probably fine, you know, it's probably yeah. not going to set fire to anything. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, because I, yeah, I know eventually is that because um, I know. Funny enough, I knew phones did this, but I'd never seen one do it until recently. But if it gets really, really, really hot, it will just automatically shut itself down. Yeah, I mean that's what like um, that's what most machines do, isn't it? Like I know PCs do. Yeah, it's just yeah, PlayStation's do it as well. Yeah, that might yeah. be the problem. It might be the failsafe that's um, having an issue. I mean, I yeah, well, yeah. I th- well, no, I think it was something in the design of the battery itself, because hmm. like lithium batteries are fundamentally quite dangerous. Oh yeah. And it, I don't know the science, but it's like, it's for whatever reason, it's very easy for it to short. Well, the last time I studied batteries was uh, over a year ago in chemistry. But a battery is basically a... Well, the way it produces electricity is its reaction between uh, a metal and an acid. Yeah. I'm probably... You know, I, I, again, it's been a while since I learned this, so I'm probably way off. But there's a reason why you're not supposed to open them. Yes. So you know, it it's yeah, not exactly. the safest of things, which is why they're all like yeah, sealed and, and stuff. So the slightest little problem exactly, will just yeah. And, and it's like if you ever see a battery that's like leaked, get rid of it incredibly quickly because <laughs> you don't want to be anywhere near that. No. And yeah, that's why you have to, like that's why there are proper ways to dispose of. Electronics, because it is things like batteries and uh, the, what the components are made of are actually very dangerous if they're not um, disposed of properly. Yeah, and I mean it yeah. must be quite must be quite difficult to design um, a phone uh, that doesn't explode. Because I mean, if you think about it, you've got the CPU which is producing heat. It's not like you know yep. a PC where it has fans or anything. It hasn't got any cooling yeah. system. It's just going to heat up and heat up and heat up. It is. It is funny. It's funny you mentioned actually. Uh, Samsung's other flagship phone, the Galaxy S7, actually has water cooling. Oh, wow. that's pretty cool. It's one of one of the few phones that has it because they were like, which is kind of ironic. You kind of think, hmm, they could have done with putting that in all their phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's just it's just been a big story because they've yeah things have just been getting worse and worse for them. But um, yeah, this next bit of news. This is going back to gaming news. Just if you thought this had stopped being a games podcast, um, there's been a leak and from what many people are saying is a reliable source about the Nintendo NX, about some of its specs and uh, its price info. So the specs coming out are that, um, sticking with the idea that it's some sort of hybrid console, that when you're sort of running it kind of at home, it will play games at 1080p at 60 frames per second, 
and then when it's um when it's in sort of mobile mode it will run things at 900p suggesting that the handheld element of it is quite powerful there's rumors knocking about about some things possibly 4k streaming but we don't know um and then the other thing that's come out is prices uh, so they've, uh, if you want just the console, like the base console, that'll be $300, which is about £245. And then there'll be a bundle, but they can't, they haven't specified what would be with it for about $400. And yeah, the other rumours are there'll be like demonstration units uh, available by February and that there are going to be at least four launch titles, one of them being a Mario game. Now, none of this has been officially corroborated, but a lot of places have reported on it, which seemingly imply that the source is sort of quite uh, reputable. So, yeah, and it's just one of those things. I think we're just getting drip-fed this information, but I think whatever it turns out to be, it's going to be interesting, and it's not just going to be another black box. So, hold on, hold on, sorry. So, it's it's a home console, and also it's portable? How, do, how, does, yeah. how does that work? Yeah, I, thi- I think the implication is, like, if you imagine having, like, say... If you imagine if you had, like, a Nintendo DS... Yeah. You'd then, ha- you'd then have, like, say, a base station in your living room, and you could plug the DS into it, and then that base station might have, like, an extra processor in it, and then that would put it out to your TV at higher spec. Oh, I see. So it's- that's, what, that's, what, that's what the theory is. It's almost like if you imagine linking up something, linking up a laptop to HDMI to look at to look at the screen on, say, a big telly, but instead of as well as showing the picture, it also upreses it. Like that's uh, that's what most people think it's going to be. So it's basically a Wii U. Only the little baby tablet has kind of grown its wings, and now it can leave the nest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's not a bad way of putting it. And yeah, free my child. No one wants you, but be free. Get out of this house. We don't. We don't tolerate shit like that in here. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's one of those things of we're gonna we're gonna be speculating we're gonna be speculating for a while until they actually tell us what it is. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they're secretly just making the Virtual Boy again. Oh God. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. <laughs> just after all this time. Fun for like. <laughs> the two seconds that it takes for you to develop high strain yeah so they've made it like they'll make it more efficient so you just put it on and you immediately like misaligns your eyes <laughs> immediately go blind yeah you just like can't see for like about a day or two yeah well, yeah, what, yeah it's a mechanism by them to stop people playing games and trying to get them outside yeah <laughs> and Pokemon Go's only the start dead. Or they want to turn everyone into like Daredevil. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, it's like it's just some like Daredevil tie-in and just yeah. make everyone blind. <laughs> just to level, level the playing field for Daredevil, then. Yeah, even like even that's... more because he's already got like I don't know like super sense or whatever. Yeah, it's I yeah I've been I've been watching it recently. It's a great show, yeah. but they don't really explain. He's blind. Oh, speaking he's of kind of not blind at the same time. Yeah, yeah. They say he's like not blind, and his other senses are incredibly heightened. Yeah, I mean, he's got like, he's got kind of almost basic like echolocation skills. I think, yeah, is the concept. Mm. But oh, I should have mentioned this earlier. Speaking of Marvel television, I also finished watching Jessica Jones. Oh, season one. What's that about? That it, um, it's, it's I, I don't know if you know what Marvel and Netflix are doing, but they make they're gonna, they're making four TV shows, four different characters, and then they're gonna do like an Avengers but a TV series with these four characters uh-huh. so it's uh, it's Daredevil Jessica Jones who's like a PI with super strength Luke Cage who's like indestructible and Iron Fist who's like a martial arts guy and yeah Jessica Jones is good it's not quite as good as Daredevil I think Daredevil was better written yeah. but then I'm kind of watching them all because I'm a big Marvel fan and I want to see how it all comes together I mean, I like yeah, I like Daredevil. I like the way the characters interact, and I like the way it doesn't just kind of give it all to you at once. Like he's not wearing the suit yes. right away. He's got to you know yeah. go through all of season one just so he can just so yeah. he can you know become de- properly become Daredevil. Yeah, it's a proper origin story. Like it is. Yeah, yeah if they'd just gone from episode one, he's Daredevil, yeah. then it wouldn't quite have been the same. Like, Unlike man. without. I know I have not watched it, oh, but without spoiling it. anything, I I also I like the fact as well with a villain 
that you don't actually see him for like four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like people talk about him, but you don't see him, and it builds it really well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Just watch Daredevil if you're a Marvel fan or you want just like a good sort of good actiony series to watch because it's not full of like references to other Marvel things. Like it's got the odd few things in there because kind of like the whole point of it is it's set in New York after it got blown up by the Avengers, but like it's not cramming references down your throat. It's quite self-contained. I actually had no idea it was set in the same universe, like it, you know, in the continuity. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing. In like the very first episode, they re- someone refers to it as like the incident, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, when New York got blown up," and they barely say anything else. Oh. Like, it's they've been quite subtle about it. I think the real reason is because they can't. Loads of people want these TV characters to end up in the films. Yeah, but apparently, the way all their contracts work is it, is it's really easy for the main film stars to appear in the TV shows, but it's really difficult to do it the other way. I see. So, um, yeah. They may or may not be in the next Avengers film. No one knows. Well, um, anyway, so we'll move, into, we'll move into sort of this week's topic. Uh, apologies, we're doing this on the fly. Yet again, we had a busy week, so we didn't really have time to uh, formulate a topic beforehand and send it out to you. So I just want to say now, like, we will always try and get topics out as early in the week as we can so you can sort of interact with them and give us your opinions. But... If you feel, oh, but I still wanna, I still wanna be a part of the podcast. I still wanna get in touch and interact with us. Then I think the best way to do that is just send us a question generally, or send us ideas for topics. Uh, you can tweet us at GWB Pod. Uh, yeah, you can tweet us at GWB Pod. You can email us at GWBpodcast at gmail dot com. And yeah, send us anything you like. Uh, question ideas, challenges. If you want to come on the show, just anything like that, let us know. Do we have a challenge? Um, so yeah, the- but sorry, do we have a challenge for this week? By the way. No, we haven't done challenges in a while. Hmm. Basically, because as soon as we became, um, me and Dapper have become busy, we've kind of like sort of scrambling to do <laughs> to do eat the podcast podcast each week. Eh, podcast each week. But yeah, if you have, well, if you have a challenge idea, I'm all ears. Uh, I don't. I don't have one. I was just uh, just oh, no. But, no, we will try. We'll try. We'll try and do it more. It just it takes a bit of it takes a bit of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Although, fun fact, I um. I was toying, just thinking about the community, I was toying with um, if I ended up with two copies of uh, Tomb Raider giving one away, but then I realised it's region locked, and it would be kind of dumb if we were like, oh, listeners, you can have it, but you can't have it if you're outside, like, Europe. Only Europeans. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, no, that's probably not going to work. And I didn't want to be dishonest to Amazon, (laughs) so I was like, "Mm, no. But anyway, so this week, um, because I've talked to you earlier, but I was... Thinking about sequels, having just started uh, Tomb Raider, and thinking, well, what makes a good sequel? What makes a bad sequel? Because I think, like Tashington, you might disagree, but I think a lot of the time a developer will go, oh, we've made a brilliant game, we've been greenlit for a sequel, let's change everything. And sometimes that's not the best idea because you end up losing what actually made the first game good. Well, I mean, okay, so the, the whole point is it's all about risk versus reward. If you just make the same game again, then you know you're going to get support from the people who just want more of the same. So I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna call this like the masses, right? So the average person will be like, all right, it's cool, it's the same thing again. But you know the critics, the you know the pedantic yeah. people, the <laughs> the the ones who like really want to see new and Innovation. interesting things. Yeah. They probably won't be happy. Yeah. So it's all about who are you really aiming it at? Are you aiming it at people who, you know, just want to see the same thing again? They just, you know, they like the cake, so they want to have another cake. Or you're aiming at people who have kind of, uh, I want to say a more, um, oh, this is hard to put in words, kind of. A more inquisitive nature, like they want to see yeah. new stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. For example, and like you said, Portal Two. Mm. I mean, I think we can both agree that the original Portal was as close to the earthly manifestation of Christ as a video game can get. I've never, I've not played either of them because log- I cannot do logic puzzles to save my life. But I will agree that oh, yeah, every any, anyone out here talking about them loves it. Portal is amazing. I won't say anything more about it. Um, Portal 2 is basically just kind of the same thing with a few new elements stretched out wider. 
Yeah. And, you know, it would and be it... a great game if it wasn't Portal's sequel, but Portal's so good that you kind of think, eh, well, it's just really more of the same. Because, I mean, you're making a yeah. sequel just puts it in the context of whatever came before it, and if whatever came before it, you know, was either better or people thought was better because, you know, nostalgia, then that's going to make it yeah. harder. Yeah, it is. It's it's fundamentally quite difficult. And then, like, because, yeah, but it's equally we've seen, and it's where do you draw the line? Because we've seen major franchises, franchises that try to sort of jump around and redevelop themselves and collapse. Like, it's an obvious place to lampoon, but look at the Sonic series. Oh yeah, that completely changes what it wants to do every few years, and it never I know works. A lot, yeah, there's and the ironic thing is the Sonic game that people are most excited about in the moment is Sonic Mania, which is a throwback to the old 2D Sonic games. So like, it's clear that yeah, nostalgia to some degree and what we're used to is um is important because I also remember seeing a uh, a video a while ago looking at this about how. There's a bit of a paradox of people always moan that, oh, games aren't innovative enough, but then when a series tries something new and innovates, it doesn't sell. So, like, the, I think the example they used was the Mario series, that the most innovative of the Mario games, I think they picked out Sunshine and Galaxy, oh, yeah. in comparison to, like, all the other sequels that were just the same games, actually didn't sell as well. Like, they still sold well, but not as well. Yeah. So it's a bit of a weird thing. People keep screaming, I want change, I want something new, yet people don't seem to want to buy it. Well, I'd say the thing is that people don't. a lot of people don't really know what they want because people who see a sequel, they know, if they liked the original game, they know that they're probably going to like this one, so it's a fairly safe yeah. bet. If they see something new, it's like, oh, what is this? I don't know what this is. You know, what's this going to be like? So then they're, they're yeah. less likely to take a chance on it than they are to go yeah. with something that they already know they're going to enjoy, even yeah. though it's kind of samey. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, yeah, like I, I got that impression when I first booted up Tomb Raider that, like, as I'd played the first game many, many times through, like, I just felt like I was slipping back into that again, and everything felt as it did before, and it felt nice, and it felt, it felt familiar, but it didn't feel boring. Yeah. And I, I will say one fantastic moment that made me laugh is... This isn't really a spoiler. The very, very, very first thing you do in that game after some nice cutscenes is um, you have to collect some things to build a shelter and stuff. And I was really cynically like, oh my god, you do exactly the same thing, like almost identical in the first game. This is terrible. Like, this is a bit un unimaginative and I was being a bit sort of sulky and cynical. And then literally like you sit down and do it and then Lara Croft really earnestly is like, Oh my god! I've really felt this pain and suffering before, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that shut me up." You've you've tied it back into the story, like it's like it isn't. It wasn't just like a wink to the camera of like, "Oh, you've done this before." Like it was done really sort of earnestly. Yeah, and that, that was so. a point to it, wasn't there? I mean, it's not just like kind of yeah. going to stick the same things in because that worked. It's kind of part of the storytelling, which I think is yeah good. Yeah, definitely. One thing I want to bring up is rebooting old dead things. Okay. So, you know, I um. I mentioned I've been playing War for the Overworld. Yeah. Dungeon Keeper 1 and 2 were considered amazing games. They were full of, you know, dark humour. It was a very different concept to what was usually going around. Because at the time, you know, games like that, it was mostly... In that kind of theme, it was mostly you go into the dungeon, you fight the monsters, you're the good guy. Yeah. The Dungeon Keeper did something that hadn't been done before it put you in the role of the bad guy and essentially gave you control over a dungeon and it was kind of it wasn't really full on RTS you can't con you couldn't control the units individually I mean you could pick them up and stick them somewhere but you couldn't specifically say you do this now you mm. kind of had to give them the things you could try and make them more likely to do stuff but you couldn't like s click them you know select one person and say go over there do this yeah and War for the Overworld is it It feels just like Dungeon Keeper 2 it, it basically is Dungeon Keeper 3 and the reason why mm. I say this I've got several reasons uh, first of all literally like the, the game mechanics are all the same um, yes you know the 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 UI is updated it looks a lot nicer it's a lot more user friendly 
but that's to be expected. I mean, you know, Dungeon Keeper 2 came out in the mid-90s. Oh, no, sorry, late-90s. So it's been over a decade. Uh, almost mm. two decades, actually, so you'd expect that. Um, even the level select screen looks the same way that the original Dungeon Keepers <laughs> look. Cause, wow. Yeah, so you've got the map of the land, and when you put your cursor over the region, which is, you know, the level you're trying to select, it kind of raises yeah. up out the ground a bit. Same thing <laughs> happens in all of the other world. And the yeah. final kind of piece of evidence that this is literally just the same thing reskinned is that the original name they were originally going to make Dungeon Keeper 3 before the company went bust the original name was Dungeon Keeper 3 War for the Overworld <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wow. Dungeon Keeper 3 in literally everything but name the only reason why it isn't called Dungeon Keeper is because EA still own the rights to the name the Heartless wow. Bastards I'm surprised they're not getting like Attempted to be sued for like copyright infringement. If it's to be fair, uh, well, I mean, EA haven't really done anything with the Dungeon Keeper name except for make a crappy little mobile game. So, oh god, yeah, they're like, you know, let's take that old game and stick it on the mobile. That'll work, won't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the EA way. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but I like to compare EA to uh, to Buffalo Bill. You know, it, it <laughs> likes to just stick game companies down in its little pit where it starves them mm. until it finally flays them and wears its skin dancing around its yeah. bedroom <laughs> yeah it's an artistic way to put it but yeah I would say you're right Basically, I mean sometimes it just leaves them down the pit yeah, yeah and yet somehow EA is still a huge company with lots of money it's, it's quite profitable to do that also they make FIFA so yeah, that's probably like yeah. I wonder how if you took FIFA out of their like finance report. I mean, talking about FIFA, I think there's about ninety FIFA games now from the stuff. Oh yeah, I and mean, you've got stuff Eas- like easily John Madden, you know, yep. NFL, yeah, all that stuff. It's, it's like it's yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But we've made it is. We've made you know you you can see the characters like their hair moving better now. Yeah, although don't joke about. Um, Hair physics, because I I, te- I used to take the piss out of it, but the hair physics in the new Tomb Raider is incredible. I mean, when it's done really and well, used to, yeah, I know. And it just, yeah, I feel bad because I took the piss out of them for ages because they used to make that headline thing of "We've got realistic ponytail physics," and well, no, now it looks properly good. Like, holy shit, her, her ponytail it moves just like she's a real person. I know it's, it's it's this is what gaming has come to. So have we? Do you, okay, so do you reckon we've started to come out of the uncanny valley, or are we still going down deeper into it? I would say we started at the bottom, yeah. and we're sort of trying to scramble up like a sheer cliff face. Yeah. But we just keep falling back down again, and somehow falling further down every time. Well, I mean, like if you look at original original Tomb Raider, Lara Croft's face yeah. is just made of polygons. So yeah. I'd say she's it's, like it's not a fa- it's not a face. I'd say like that's not even the Uncanny Valley. That's just like yeah, it doesn't even look like a face. Mm. But I think we've you know kind of started to come out of it a bit and you know things start to look more realistic yeah if like yeah I think if you look at not just her but I think the game characters in big AAA games you could squint and they look like real like if you put them in a realistic like backdrop they look incredibly like lifelike yeah and and that's partly obviously because of things like it's being voiced by people and like everything's synced up and it's and it's in some cases, it's motion capture, so it's people actually moving and stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just. So yeah, I think yeah, you, yeah, obviously, if you were to compare, say, yeah, like you say, nineteen ninety six Tomb Raider with twenty fifteen Tomb Raider, yeah, there's a big difference. It's... And uh, fun fact, I do, I don't know if it's I think it's multi I think it's only a multiplayer. I don't know if it's in the real game. Um, but if you get the uh, celebration edition, you could, there are different skins in the game, and one of them is you can play with the original Lara Croft character skin oh. in the new game. So is it like <laughs> which looks kind of terrifying? Low res, like low poly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It looks like terrifying. Some kind of strange alien creature has just invaded. <laughs> yeah, Lara Croft yeah. has contracted some kind of strange virus. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, Metal Gear did the same thing as well in Ground Zeroes. Oh. You can have a skin where you could play as like um, PS2 Snake. 
So he looked all polygonal and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we wandered off topic. Uh, we got, had um, one uh, community question this week from John of the One Trap Gamers, so thank you very much. He says, um, you're the head of a huge video game design company. Who would it be? That question doesn't make sense. I, <laughs> John, I thought you... I'm going to have to check Twitter because that is the question you sent it in. So, But is he saying which video game company would we like to be the head of? Well, obviously Valve. Because yep. then, you know, then I'd be Gaben. And yeah, you would be, yeah. praise Lord, the Gaben. Exactly. And then you can find out why Valve hates the number three so much. Exactly, then I could, and then I could get to the bottom of the... Mi- okay, so are we saying that we just, like... Say, for example, take the Valve. Is Gaben yeah. deposed and I take over, or do I literally become him? I th- no, I think it implies you take over. John, I've just come and looked at your tweet, and that is literally what you said. I don't entirely know what you meant, but... But, yeah, I think the implication would be you depose them. You don't, like, inherit their... Like, inhabit their body. Mm. Like... So I'd say probably Gaben, but only if I could... Only after a lengthy period of espionage, using Snapchat glasses to infiltrate oh God. the office and find yeah. out the truth behind the uh, the number three in Valve. Yeah. Yeah, and what happens is, yeah, you eventually have to kill him to depose him. Exactly. And his blood, and his blood just pulls into a big number three. Does, yeah. yeah. I was, That's I'm a good more idea for a video game. <laughs> That's actually not... That is Half-Life 3. We've, we've discovered it. Oh Better get up that uh, oh. get up that Unity engine. Mm, Start making some models. Definitely. Yep. Ring us, ring us up, Gabe. You, we will help. We have I well, I have zero uh, programming experience, but I will help. Hell yeah! I mean, all I've got is basic Java, but hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's better than some of their games. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I was I more expected you to say EA, so you could pull it down from the inside. Hmm. Well, I mean, obviously. After uh, we release Half-Life 3, Gabe Murder. Um, <laughs> this... That is the episode. T- that's the episode title. Specifically because if I put Half-Life 3 in the episode title, that's going to have so much SEO, oh, it's yeah. not true. <laughs> it's going to be on NeoGAF. It's like, oh my god, there's this podcast. And they found Half-Life we 3. found Half-Life 3, guys. Gabe Newell's the final it's... boss. Dun, dun, and he's got like, the heavy Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, like, okay, so the final boss, Gabe Newell, he's able to take the form of all Source Engine yeah. characters, right? Oh, God, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. And um, any time... Have you ever, uh, have you ever played t- uh, Team Fortress 2? Oh, so much. Over a thousand hours. Because I was good. Do you remember the um, Crazy Legs glitch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I imagine is that every time he jumps, even if it's like the tiniest hop, his legs just do the Crazy Legs. <laughs> Yeah, so he's got like, the super hop. Yeah. Oh, this actually seems like a genuinely good game. I think we should do this. We call it uh, Half-Life 3 Curse of Gaben. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, that's that's better than Half-Life 3 Gaben murder. Let's call it Curse of Gaben. And then you find out that yeah. um, Gaben has actually been replaced with uh, a replicant made by EA. And you have to defeat EA by... Um, uh, out competing them with the sales from Half Life mm. Three. And once you've done that, mm. you have to go and rescue the real Gabe Newen from uh, Newell from EA headquarters. Yeah, actually, oh no, no, the old. I've well, I've got a slightly different idea. So basically, like the last moment is like you land the final blow. He d- he dies, and you think that's the end. The credits play. Then post credit scene. He undergoes a Doctor Who esque regeneration into Peter Molyneux, <laughs> and it and it turns out it was Peter Molyneux the entire time. Oh God, and that's why um, we're never going to get any more games because because <laughs> it was Peter Molyneux because he was replaced by Peter Molyneux. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then if he, if he dies, he'll get replaced by Sean Murray. Oh my God, and so on and so on, oh, until just a train of people that will never make. The games. It's I. I almost feel sad for Sean Murray. It's reaching that point. Well, I mean, what 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 exactly was his job? Because I know people are like saying that he's like kind of the figurehead, but well, yeah, I think he was. Like well, PR? he like... was direct. No, he was director. director. I think. Oh. I think he was like creative director of Hello Games. See, what I think happened was I think he was like, yeah, no, yeah, we're gonna have multiplayer, and then someone came up to him and were like, 
we can't do multiplayer, boss. And he's like, shit. <laughs> I told yeah, those people it's... there was going to be multiplayer. Oh, no. Well, yeah, we, we've we've said it. Um... Oh, my. Wow, there's a... <laughs> There's a sorry. There's a Kotaku article because I just wanted to double check Sean Murray's position with the title. Sean Murray is fine. Hello, Hello Games is busy. I think it's mainly because Sean Murray like disappeared off the internet. Like the game came out and then yeah, it, yeah. I just want to see if I can find out what Murray. It was uh, probably all the death threats. It's like that guy who made yeah. Flappy Bird. You know, he probably just couldn't yeah. handle it. But he got so much money. He did, yeah. Yeah, for future uh, for reference point, uh, according to Wikipedia, Sean Murray is the company director. Okay, so he's very senior. So I mean, it's it's a function like it's a functional game. No Man's Sky is a functional yeah, no, game. yeah, it's a it's not a bad game. It's it's the best game to play if you like listening to podcasts and things and you want to unwind because you can sort of just play it quite passively and just. So it's like playing Minecraft or Terraria. See, I it's actually just... disagree. I would say that okay. Elite Dangerous, yeah, or something like Euro Truck Simulator is perfect for listening to uh, podcasts. Okay, for unwinding because I mean a lot of FTL is basically just like space truck driver, isn't it? Yeah, that's 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 fair. So it's just like you know, very relaxing. You can listen to a podcast as you're just driving yeah. down. You should listen to this podcast. Just driving down the road, listening to Gamers Without Borders. Yeah, just all very cool. Yeah, although don't drive and... Well, actually, no, you can drive and listen to podcasts, just keep an eye on the road. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the main thing. Yeah, like, there, there are certain games where, like, if they're not, like, story-driven and they're just, like, fun sort of arcade things, then I'll happily listen to podcasts. So, like, if I'm playing Rocket League, I'll stick a podcast on. Whereas if I'm playing Tomb Raider, I'm like, right, no, I'm going to focus on the story. Like, I'm going to make sure I actually follow what's going on. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a digression, but John, your question was a bit funny, but thank you very much, because we've actually deciphered what Half-Life 3 is. Exactly, we so, um, solved the yeah. mystery. Yeah, although if you genuinely want an answer for me, because I didn't give a direct one out of sorts, I picked Codemasters. Ah. So I can fix all their Formula 1 games. And you can make something that isn't Worms. Oh no, that's Team 17. Well, you... Yeah, that's Team 17. The Worms isn't bad. I've had, I've had a lot of fun throughout my gaming career with Worms. Oh, yeah, Worms is great. The only reason I got confused is because um, Codemasters worked on the 3D Worms. Okay. Those are the only ones oh, I've yeah. played. Yeah, no, I've only played the... I used to have a 2D one on the PC, but it did some weird shit to my PC, and then it, the game broke, and I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you got a worm. But yeah, I think... I, I think possibly. That would be really ironic, is if the game Worms was just like a computer worm. Yeah. <laughs> I th- they've I think they've just released a new Worms game. It's it's two D, but it's it's on the new consoles. I think Worms sixty four, the same game again. No, it, but this time with hats. It might be called it might be called WMD. I think like Worms of Mass Destruction. Oh. Which yeah, I, although if if it's not called that, they've definitely used that game that name before. Probably. Uh, hang on. Yes, it's called Worms WMD. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, no, it came out when it came out in August. Oh. It is made by Team Seventeen. Uh yeah. It's yeah, I think it's a yeah, it's it's sort of two D, two and a half D. Two and a half D, yeah. I kinda want it. And it's only twenty it's only twenty dollars. Team seventeen. On the PlayStation store. Let's have a look at the Wikipedia page, let's see. Oh wow, it's got a uh, Payday Two, Goat Simulator and Saints Row Four and Rocket League stuff in it. Ah, yeah, like skins and things. That's, that's pretty cool. Ukulele skins, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's combat. It's combat to two D stuff, but. Oh, that's cool. That, that's what. That's one of those games. I think if it's, if it's ever cheap, a like bargain bin, I would pick that up. Sure. Yeah. I'm just looking at Team Seven. Anyway, sorry. That, uh, that... Wikipedia page. So have, have I ever made anything else? Uh, well. Okay, worms, 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 lemmings, lemmings, worms, worms, worms. worms. Oh, I forgot they made lemmings. Breed. Yeah, they made a few things on worms. Like. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, they. Wow, they, I didn't realize quite how many games they've made. Most of them are uh, Amiga era stuff, though. Yeah. Oh, they're 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 working on the aforementioned ukulele, apparently. Huh. That is at least according to Wikipedia that um, bastion of accurate knowledge. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I, t- I take it back. Um, oh, they worked on Allison Road as well. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Um, you have indeed 
um, made games not that aren't worms. Team 17 with Pontus. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, the apologies. Uh, yeah, that just I think that probably about wraps up this week. Unless you had anything you wanted to add to John's question or the, the topic for this week, uh, I think I think we answered John's question uh, in the perfect well, way. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, and it gave us the episode title for this week. So that is a double win. Excellent. Uh, so, so yeah, just remember if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can tweet us at GWBpod. You can email us at gwbpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on Snapchat at gwbteam35, and we also have a Discord that there'll be a link to on Don't the website. For your uh, Snapchat glasses, though. No, if you do, well, I'll say, oh my god, you spent one hundred and thirty dollars on a privacy invasion tool. And we'll probably laugh at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will. We, we, I, I guarantee that now. <laughs> Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at another GMG blog. You can find me on PSN as Mercyful underscore Fate497. You can find my blog at nickbigjenkins25.wordpress.com. You can find the absent Dapper, just Google Dapper Paper Bag. You'll find it basically everywhere. Uh, Satashington, where can people find you? You can find my Steam profile. It's basically just Satashington uh, with a D. There is somebody who has Satashington now, apparently. So watch out for the imposter. Nice. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's just Sir Tashington again. That's basically it. Cool. Uh, well, thank you very much uh, to you, Sir Tashington, for coming on this week, being my uh, my my second person. I did what I did think for a while was I end up going to have to do a solo episode. Uh, was my narcissism going to reach peak height? So thank you very much for that. No problem. Um, it's a pleasure. Yeah, uh, we're definitely happy, happy to have you on the show uh, sometime again in future. Or any of you listeners, if you wanted to come on the show at any point in the future, just let us know and we will work something out. But for now, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Tashington, do you want to say bye to the lovely Goodbye. Listeners? That was dumb. That was worth it. That, that was cool. I like that. Anyway, goodbye, listeners. <laughs>